He's pounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound, just watch no bandit run. Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of Bayou Chronicles. We're your hosts, I'm Bethany. And I'm Crystal. So this week we actually have a special guest. Here with us now is Bethany's mom. Hi, I'm Danielle. She's a little nervous and doesn't think she has 45 minutes worth of uh, talking material, but I'm pretty convinced once we get her started, she's not going to stop. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. So as always, if you have any questions, comments, or any feedback for us, reach us um, at our email address, which is bayouchroniclespodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at bayou underscore podcast. No, wait. Bayou underscore chronicles. Yes. And wait, what's the Twitter, though? And then our Twitter is just bayou chronicles. Okay, that's where I get confused because once we added Twitter into the page, like mix we, we divvied it up crystal does instagram and i run twitter <laughs> so yeah we'll, we'll get there one day but so let's get started and and let's talk to danielle about some of her creepy and paranormal activities that have happened in her life so and these are irl in real life experiences you know those little excerpts you see in the beginning of like horror movies this is based on a true story Hello, if you're listening to Bayou Chronicles today, this is based on true story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Danielle, so first question, when did you start like experiencing kind of like creepy paranormal stuff? Like was it something that you always remembered happening or? Around how old were you? Yeah. I feel like people are going to ask that. So my daddy says that I basically came out of the womb a little crazy. He says that I have the imagination that would rival Stephen King on his imagination, but that I don't go about it. I don't, you know, write books or anything, which I should. I was probably, uh, I'd say, five or six when I started really noticing things, and uh, they didn't believe me, of course. You know, you always have those parents like, you're just seeing stuff, or you're just um, imagining stuff, or it's, say, an imaginary friend, or whatever. Um, I know from probably five years old until I was literally maybe 11 or 12, there is not one night that I slept a full night in my own bed. Oh I would sit in the hallway between my bedroom and my parents' bedroom. Because I was too creeped out to stay in my room. Um, now, my mom, she would always, I would go in there. And I'm like, can I sleep with y'all? And my mom was always like, go to bed. You're just having bad dreams, go to bed. And then my dad, he would be like, come on. And I would be in there a few minutes and my mom would be like, no, go to bed. Can confirm. My, my granny is the type of parent that children sleep in their own bed. <laughs> yes. 
Because, same. <laughs> now, take into consideration, I have a brother that's seven years older than me. So, here I am, five, six years old, seven, and then I have a teenage brother that is in the next room over. So, I would crawl and try to sneak into his room and crawl in bed with him. Because I always assumed if I was in my parents' room or my brother's room, then nothing would mess with me. Now, when I say mess with me, you've got to understand that even though the house that we have lived in since I was five years old is a brand new house, my dad had it built, there was so much activity there. Now, you have to question, is it the environment? Is it the land? It's not obviously the house because the house is new. Or is it the person? And that's usually what people question about paranormal activity. Is it following that person or is it residual in that area? Now, I can honestly say that my experiences have did not transfer when I moved out of my parents' house of some of the stuff that happened in the house. I have other things that have happened. But the specifics from when I was a child did not leave my parents' house. But when I go back, I don't spend the night there. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> I don't either. So does that mean, like, as a grown-up, when you have gone back, have, has that stuff kind of happened again? If you stay the night, or does it does creepy stuff happen even if you don't stay the night? The funny thing with that is, is it's more dreamlike as an adult going mm -hmm. back and staying there because... The only time I've actually gone back and stayed is for a short time um, in 2009. We stayed for a little while. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't as prominent as like when I was a child. Now, you all got to realize I'm 45. So, you're talking 80s when a lot of this stuff happened. And there was a lot of stuff going on back then. I uh, was scared of a lot of stuff when I was a child. I did not watch scary movies. I... I I did read a scary book when I was about 12 or 13, did a book report on it, but that was not normal for me. And the funny thing is now is that is the main thing that I am interested in now. I watch nothing but horror movies. I love Halloween, and I watch every kind of paranormal whatever that you can get on TV. Now, when we did go back when I was grown, it, if I had anything, it was dreams, but it did happen to the kids when they were there. So, mm -hmm. But let me tell you what the main thing is, and this is what has always creeped out yeah, Bethany. Yeah, let's go, let's go, okay, so let's jump to, we've talked about how it kind of, how old you were, and you gave a little bit of context clue, and even talked about, say now, in the present. But let's jump back. You were five, six years old. Can you tell us the first actual event? that you remember yeah so let me give you a visual of what my bedroom looked at, like when you walked into my bedroom my grandpa had built shelves into the wall okay and then across from those shelves was my bed on those shelves were all kinds of dolls stuffed animals whatever nope <laughs> absolutely not i absolutely have a terrifying fear of porcelain dolls. Oh, who reasonable yeah. people should. Yeah. I was <laughs> I was in a wedding when I was 10 and the gift that was given to me was a porcelain doll. I had my mom put it away because I refused to As be around. Right. 
So it started with, I always felt like something was watching me. Now, of course, that's normal Yeah. with most people. You it's, feel that way. It's your subconscious. Yeah. You feel it when you're walking down a hallway, you always feel like somebody's walking behind you. Um, if you're laying in bed, you know, a lot of people cover their, you know, they cover their face. Um, you always feel like something is watching you. But literally, I'm telling you, it felt like, and this is a five and six year old. So, you know, you're, you're just kind of new to everything. It literally felt like somebody was standing over me, staring at me all the time. And when I would feel that, that's when I would get up and go to my parents' room. And of course, my mom would send me back to my room. So, as it progressed more, and I would, I'm, I'm literally, my dad could never understand. If, if my mom wouldn't let me sleep in the bed with them and my brother had a fit or whatever, I would sit in a dark hallway that faced, the hallway was dark. I would sit at the end of it and face the living room, which was also dark. And I would rather sit there than sit in my room with what was considered my toys. Mm-hmm. So, which, which really tells you how much that was really terrifying. You yeah. Because you'd rather sit in a dark hallway that you can't see. And I can confirm there is no sh- shred of light in that <laughs> hallway because my grandmother cannot sleep if one ounce of light no. is on in this house. Oh, my gosh. No. So, you know, it got worse. And, you know, my my dad was like, I don't understand. Every single night you wake up. And you, and you don't want to sleep in your room. And I said, I'm, I said, you know, there's something in it. Something stares at me. They didn't believe me. I have a wild imagination. I was, I was one of those weird kids, you know, with weird tendencies. So I am a full blown OCD. So yeah. I feel like people. I feel like, and I'll give you guys a little context because I feel like my mom hasn't really dove into that yet. <laughs> um, a little context about my grandparents. Um, so, like my mom said earlier, she's only five, six years old. When you're five and six, you don't really know about ghosts. Unless, oh, yeah. Unless you've watched a movie or you hear kids at and school. And I did not. I did not watch any of that. And my grandparents, like, are the most religious people you would find on this planet. Like, Jesus is their homeboy. <laughs> yeah, let me put that into perspective. Uh, when I was this age, my dad, even though he worked construction, um, was a... Southern Baptist preacher. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, you just didn't have ghosts or anything. To this day, my mother still does not believe anything that has happened She's to me. She's never experienced anything. And she lives in this, okay, present tense now. She lives currently in this home alone. No pet. No <laughs> other think, um, no other person because yeah. my cram- grandparents are separated. It's just her in this house. And she, if she has experienced anything, she will not admit it. I just, I think it's weird to be religious and not believe in that kind of stuff. Because I feel like in order to be religious, you have to believe I mean, that okay. stuff. she'll admit to demons yes, and things. Yes, that's what but, I was going to say. But you pass over. You either go to heaven or you go to hell. There's she no does not believe. Yeah, she does not believe that the Lord is going to leave a spirit on earth. She believes that it's either going to be an angel, which... She has had a guardian angel in her time when she was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, it's either going to be a guardian angel or it's a demon. She does not believe that somebody doesn't pass over. Now, my dad, he's changed over the years, and he mm-hmm. believes it. But Well, because he's had, a, he's, in past years, currently had his own experience. Mm-hmm. Yes, he lives in a house that um, an, older, yeah, an older well. lady passed away in, and you can smell her perfume when she walks by. Wow. Okay, so... 
this progressed. It went from just feeling like something was constantly watching me and feeling like, you know, you're going to automatically feel like the stuffed animals and dolls are staring at you, too. You, it's just normal. They do. Yeah. Okay, wait, let me break down this. The bed is to the far back. And the shelves are built on the other wall, and it's like a like a sleigh bed, you know. Mm-hmm. So literally, when you're laying in bed and say you're you're facing the right side, the dolls are peering down at you. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> so I mean, your subconscious is gonna say, "Oh my God!" And my grandmother collected porcelain dolls. Yeah, no. So there's two rows of just dolls, and of course, my mom had other plushies. So yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have oh, and ever. Let me just say, I also had a Raggedy Ann and a Raggedy Andy. Nope, no. no. And <laughs> that's when I stopped wanting to go over to my grandparents' house because after my mom grew up and obviously had kids and you know moved out, when I would come back, that was then my room, and I would try to do the same thing and go sleep with my granny. And children don't sleep with parents. I just slept at the foot of the bed on the ground. Honey, I'd sleep there. My daddy, my daddy would wake up to go to work at five o'clock in the morning. I'd be sitting, <laughs> I'd be asleep sitting up in the hallway, That'd and he crazy. would feel so bad because oh, he would I'm let sure. me come in. So as I got a little bit older, not much older than that, um, finally I found out what was staring at me. Now, I when I have told people about this, they crack up. Okay, and when I tell you about it, you're going to crack up. Because it makes no logical (laughs) sense, and I say this too, but go ahead, Mom. (laughs) So, I am laying there one night, and of course, if I'm in my bed, I don't cover my face. Because I don't understand people doing that, because when you do pull the covers down, if there is something, it's going to be right in your face at that moment. Um, And I always have my door open. The funny thing is, now, as an adult, I sleep with my bedroom door closed. And I have to sleep with my bedroom door closed, which is strange. So, I'm laying there, and (laughs) two apparitions come into my room from the hallway. Now, remember, I like to sit in the hallway and not in my room if my parents don't let me sleep with them. And it is a butler... When I say butler, it's the coat and tails Mm -hmm. and nothing else. It's just the suit jacket, which, of course, has tails because it's that type. It's an older type. Mm -hmm. It's not a newer. Of course, I was young. And the maid is literally just the black and white dress with the little head thing and nothing else. No arms, no legs, no face, no nothing. Crazy. Okay, I'm just trying to have this visual, yes, mental picture. Why I say this isn't logical, like my mom already said, my grandparents built this house. Yeah, and if you don't know, and you can look it up, um, I'll go ahead and give away the location because we no longer live there, so I really don't care. Um, It's Freeport, Florida, um, and it is a port. So I mean, back in that those days, there was a lot of people coming in on ships and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I mean, maybe it was somebody that maybe had came on, but but it's this a is more inland. Home. Yeah, this is more inland, and it, it's a little bitty town. Um, there is quite a bit of activity in the areas because there are some really older houses. There is a house that just recently got um, renovated, which was a motel in quotation marks motel mm-hmm. on the port. Um, and then there's another older building that was actually like the general store and stuff. 
And we, you're dating back early 1800s. Could it be like some kind of ghosts that were attached to like a physical thing, like a piece of furniture or something that was in the house? Nothing. Um, nothing like I had a basic bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and we moved in when I was four turning five. So 1980. Um, my brother's bed was a bed that my dad made. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was fairly new stuff. Because we were moving into a brand new house. That's just the type of way my mother was. You know, new house, new stuff. Um, and the land, literally, this this road, when we built our house, was a red clay road. Mm-hmm. Just trees. And there was maybe three other houses. So, I'm laying there, and here comes the butler and the maid. Now, this always cracks my daddy up, because he's like, only you... Would be haunted by something that's not even completely full. Doesn't have a face to scare you or scream at you. It doesn't have arms to grab you. It's not going to chase you because it doesn't have... But they floated. (laughs) And they floated. So, I I just lay there. And they came through the door. They always came together. It was never one or the other. It was always both of them together. They came through the door. They come all the way to my bed, and I'm laying there and would not move. They come all the way to the bed. Uh, you could tell. Now, this is crazy, too, because there's no face, no, no matter. They bent over, looked at me, sat there for a few minutes, and then they went back out the door and was gone. Did they ever talk to you? They never spoke. They never said a word, and that's the only thing that they would do. They would come in, they would look at me, and then they would leave. They never stayed. They never floated around the other parts of the room. They would come through the door, come to my bed, look at me, and then leave. And I would watch them leave. Now, that explains that why I would wake up at night feeling like somebody was staring at me. Now... It, please explain how they were staring at me when it's literally just a jacket and a dress. But <laughs> So, this happened quite often, and I would go and tell my mom, and I would tell my dad. Uh, Pop worked out of town quite a bit, so I talked to my mom more back then. Um, of course, she didn't believe me. She wanted to pray for me because, obviously, <laughs> that meant that something was wrong with me. She was possessed. Yes. Um, Pop just brushed it off because he's like, you, you've got a wild imagination, child. And I said, okay. My brother thought I was crazy. He was a teenager. He could care less. He was only worried about girls. Um, but it, this happened for years. And I got to where I wouldn't be as scared, I guess you would say. Still didn't want to sleep in my room. Um, and when they would come into the room, it's like... The energy was was like, okay, those things sitting on that shelf was even more intensified when they would come in the room. Mm-hmm. So, I was a little bit older one night, and I was probably 9 or 10 years old. I said, you know what? When they do this and they go to leave, I'm going to follow them. Mm-hmm. So, they came in. They looked at me. They turned around to walk out. I followed them. They went around the corner, went into my brother's room, and went into my brother's closet. And that was it. And then I started seeing them less and less. Um, My brother thought I was crazy, but then he was laying in bed one night. 
and he heard something. He couldn't figure out what it was, and he looked over on the wall, and there was a hand climbing up the wall. What? He freaked out. And I'm sitting there going, I've been telling you that I've got a butler and a maid for years, (laughs) (laughs) and you just freaking out. And it scared him a lot, but he didn't tell nobody. He told me, and he's like, it, it just freaked him out. So then uh, one night he was coming home from basketball practice and he's driving and he looks out the window and there's a head with flowing white hair following beside him going down the street. And as far as I know, that's the only time he's had any activities. But I'm looking at him going, I've been telling you for years that I've had ghosts coming in my room. And he still didn't believe me. Even after that happened to him. And it just makes me, of course, you know, we like theories on here. And, you know, I mean, I was older when my mom finally told told me all this. But I just had a theory. because she stayed at her granny's house. Because <laughs> I, I started experiencing stuff. I mean, my mom was a single mom. So whenever I would get out of school, my mom was at work. She normally worked doubles. I would stay at my grandparents. And I started experiencing the thing, same stuff. But I never told anybody. Well, what'd you experience? Like, what'd you see? Well, that's how I got this theory. Mm-hmm. I had this theory, kind of like you mentioned in the beginning, that there's something in the house that they're attached to, uh-huh. and they're just using mom. And I think something happened to them, and all these extra body parts are the body parts that go to what she's not seeing. Yeah. And something happened to them, and they're slowly trying to let somebody know. Whoever is an empath or, you know, is sensitive, let them know what happened to them. So, that goes to the stereo. When I turned, I think it was 13, 13 or 14. Okay, now we got to remember this is like, I I was born in 75, so you're talking about 88, 87, 88. Um, So, stereos were a big hit. Mm -hmm. And this was a stereo that, you know, it had the radio, it had the tape decks, it even had a turntable. And it was the body of the stereo, and then you had detachable um, speakers. But, okay, I feel like I need to give you guys some context. It's not like throw it over your head, serenade your girl. Not a boombox. Yeah, not a boombox. It's It's stereo. This is 80s stereo, so it's heavy duty and then two Have all the wires that connect to each other. It was was a good foot and a half tall. Um, But also nothing old. This isn't like an old item that you know. No, it was actually advanced, and she actually for once spent quite a bit on me (laughs) to buy this because it was remote control. Oh, fancy. Okay, so... To get, I, it was it was my birthday, I believe, and she did a scavenger hunt through the house for me to find it, and I went to the different areas looking for it. Well, guess where she had hid it? Your your brother's closet. Yes, ma'am. It was in my brother's closet. I didn't want to get it out. Oh, I wouldn't want to get it out either. <laughs> I'd have been like, nope, you can come out and do it for me. So, I was very thankful for it. I was excited for it, and guess where it went? It went on the shelves where the dolls and the stuffed animals were it sat on the shelf and of course the um the speakers were you could space them out a little bit so it was good for a few months it it worked great it was you know good speakers and it was fun you could record you know whatever for a small town kid that really didn't get a whole bunch of stuff back then it was a little high tech for me you know Mm -hmm. So, I'm laying in bed one night, 
as always, you know, stuff seems to happen at night most of the time. Um, and the radio turned on. So I was like, okay, maybe I left it on or whatever. Because there was certain, you've got to understand with technology in the 80s. You have, a, you had to push a button to make it go to AM, push a button to make it go to FM, push a button to do tape, and push a button for the turntable. Okay. It went, it was on FM and it started playing the radio. And I was like, okay. You know, maybe I, you know, somebody, my brother bumped the wall or something. Brother bumped the wall and it, you know, jiggled it or whatever. And then it went to AM. <laughs> and then it went to tape. So I was like, something's not right here. And then it went back to FM and the knob turned because the do the radio was a knob. Mm -hmm. And the knob turned and it was going from station to station. So I ran out of my room and I said, Mom, I'm going to tell you now. Because they never believed me. Mm -hmm. My daddy, he's like, you got a wild imagination. My mama just, whatever. Um, I said, uh, that thing is possessed and I don't want it anymore. She said, Danielle, what are you talking about? I said, it went from tape to FM to AM and it's turning the knob. She said, you're crazy. I said, okay. So, I went back to my room. You know, and the next day, I unplugged it. And the next day, I was like, I was brushing my hair or something. And um, she said, has the radio done anything else? And I'm like, no. She said, I unplugged it. She said, well, plug it back in and we'll see. You know, maybe it's, you know, just a fault or something with it. Something's wrong. And if there's something wrong, I'm going to take it back. Mm -hmm. I paid I mean, good money for which it. Which isn't, I mean, possibility. But I know the stereo and I know how hard you have to push the buttons in. So, it did it again. And... Uh, it was on radio. I got to where I was making sure I was putting it on tape and leaving it on tape. It was on. It went to radio, and of course the dial did that thing back and forth again. Went straight to my mom. Mom, it's doing it again. She goes, "Well, Danielle, it's and you know she's old school. Mm -hmm. uh, she doesn't even have internet Still, now. I'm now, twenty almost twenty twenty one. My grandmother does not have internet. She does not have or internet. a smartphone." No. She's still rocking the flippy. I had to buy her flip phone, and that is only so she can call me when she goes out one day a week. <laughs> so, she said maybe it's the remote control. I said, okay. Which, I mean, remote controls, even today, are known to kind of go haywire. Yeah. Yeah. So, I said, fine, Mom. I took the batteries out of the remote control, set it down on the dresser, went about whatever I was doing. And it was a day or two. And so she said, see, Danielle, it was the remote. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's faulty. Faulty. I said, okay. It did it again. It went to AM and did the dial back and forth. Went to FM, dial back and forth. And then it went to tape and started playing the tape that was in that tape player. So I went to her and I said, Mom, it's not the remote. She said, how do you know? I said, I took the batteries out. She goes, well, then there's just something wrong with it. I said, okay, well, do you want to take it back? She said, I don't know if I can because it's been a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. So, well, I don't want it. She said, mm -hmm. well, you're going to keep it in your room because I bought it for you, blah, 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 blah. You, typical parent. I wouldn't be that way, but I've experienced stuff. 
So I unplugged it. So here we have the remote. The batteries are taken out. I've unplugged it. And I'm like, I'm never using it again. I don't need it. I'd just rather not have it at all. And it was a few more days. It did it again. It's unplugged. The remote had no batteries in it. And there was no power source to it at all. And the radio came on. And she still, to this day, did not believe me. She said it had to have been some kind of surge that made that radio come on. She's still, I know, my mom's not kidding. She's still, like I already just said, it's almost 2021. Mm-hmm. And to this day, when, when I am able to go home for Christmas, my mom goes over there every Christmas. If we try to bring up old stories or old memories, she will still say that we have the wildest imagination. But my daddy loves to talk about the butler and the maid oh, to everybody does. that will listen. You can come sit next to my papa at a restaurant, and he'll be like, you've got to meet my daughter and my granddaughter. And he'll just start telling this weird <laughs> That's story. That's amazing, though. It's so sweet. So, stuff like that didn't really follow me. Um, of course, I graduated high school and then had Bethany a year later and we got an apartment and I think that Bethany has touched on this. I think you might have said something in one of the other podcasts. Um, we got us a little small apartment. She was two yeah. she was about two to four years old before I built my house and we moved. So we were in this apartment. Um, I had my room. Of course she had her room and my mom came to me and she was a little concerned, which... So, I'm a weird kid. My no, mom is but, a weird kid that has now passed the weird kid <laughs> gene onto her daughter. To be honest, though, I got a little irritated because all my life I went to this woman and I was like, there's ghosts in my room. There's a possessed uh, stereo in my room. This is happening. That is happening. And she wouldn't believe me. But then she comes to me and she says, I am very concerned. And I said, why? She said, because your daughter came to me and told me that she sits in your room and watches you. Here we go again, people. (laughs) I can't sleep without people watching me. She stands in your room and watches the fairies dance around the top of your head. But then when they asked me, I had no idea. I didn't remember it. I asked her. She didn't so remember weird. any of it. I had no it. idea. But I was known to sleepwalk. She slept. I used to. Yeah. Have, yeah. But the thing of it is, is even to this day, I have not seen the butler and the maid anymore. I've had dreams about them. Um, But as soon as I moved out of that, in fact, as soon as I became a teenager, I didn't even see them as much anymore. So that's why my dad has always chalked it up to mm-hmm. adolescence and, you know, um, Imaginary friends, but you have to remember, children do have imaginary friends, but if that imaginary friend is scaring them, it's not a friend. Mm -hmm. So you need to really listen to your children when it comes to that. Because an imaginary friend, they're going to enjoy playing with, or that's my friend, or we did this. or And even at times they'll be like, I didn't do that. The imaginary friend did that. Mm-hmm. But if a, your child's coming to you and saying, this is scaring me, mm-hmm. it's not a friend. Which me and Crystal talked about this. We've talked about it several times. We both to both agree that if a child came to us, especially when we were researching Robert the doll, but in that case, his parents 
they they did, but like let wait a minute. Let me also say before you know, because we're talking about Robert the Doll and and we know Robert the Doll as voodoo. Uh, I am from New Orleans and I am half Cajun, <laughs> so I do not dabble in uh, the dark arts, but I'm well versed in some of it. But I still don't think that has anything to do with it because I haven't experienced anything like that since I've gotten older when it comes to in an individual house. Mm-hmm. But see, that goes back to my theory. That it's something attached. It's not necessarily, because at first I thought maybe it was my granny. And that maybe something happened so bad that she was witnessing herself. That she just never wanted to admit to mom that this was real. Because maybe if she kept admitting to mom it's not real, that maybe you would like hang it up. Mm -hmm. Well, my daddy's side of the family was Indian and and the other part was sharecroppers. So it's not like we had money in the family to have butler and maids. Mm -hmm. And my mama's side of the family, my grandpa is German, and my grandma was full-blooded Cajun, and there was not a lot of money. But my thought was maybe, and I recently thought about this because I brought this topic up to Crystal, and we were researching Robert the Doll, and we already had this discussion about how black magic can be bad, but it's really white magic that you want to stay away from, and not a lot of people know that. Mm -hmm. It's hoodoo. Yes. I don't know. It's hoodoo. It's not voodoo. It's hoodoo. That's white magic. Mm-hmm. Um, that maybe my great my great granny maybe was at one point on a plantation mm-hmm. or somewhere. We are Cajun. We didn't. They didn't have a lot of money. Like when I say like my great great grandparents were dirt poor, they were dirt poor. Maybe sometime something attached to her, and then it was just passed on to the family. Maybe. There's there's really no... Because we do... My granny does have items in her house that obviously were her mother's. Yeah. And I had... Um, and a, it's a by baby, the closet. I had a baby doll high chair. I had a baby doll high chair um, that was really old that someone gave to my mom and she gave to me. And I actually had a life-size doll that she bought that stayed in that baby... That, chair it's creepy and guess where it's at i hope in the trash it's in In the the closet closet. (laughs) it's in my brother's closet um and the funny thing is is when i had bethany i still lived at home um i was exactly i graduated may 25th 1993 and she was born may 27th 1994 (laughs) exactly a year so that room where that closet is was her nursery Yay. Yay. I don't have any good experience in this room. She refused to sleep in it. She never would sleep in it. I wonder why. Even as the years progressed, I didn't like to be in that room. And I have video of her talking to herself, even as a little baby. So, um, I'll pass. But that that chair, I don't know. I, I know that spirits can attach to things. Normally, it's houses, but... I, Bethany thinks I'm crazy because I'm constantly looking up 1,800 farmhouses because that's my dream. That's what I Mm -hmm. want. She sends me links all the time, and she knows my go-to line back is, Mom, there's about 10 demons up in there, (laughs) either in the walls, the basement, attic. It's a no It just makes it more fun. But I told her, I said, your brother's 12. He's eventually going to move out. Somebody's got to keep me company. Well, there you go. Hey, so if any demons are listening. (laughs) No, not (laughs) demons. (laughs) (laughs) Not demons, because this is, 
This is not Hulu and Netflix. I know they make them look wonderful on those shows, but they're not wonderful. They're not. Um, I'll pass on that, too. Yeah. I'll pass on that. So, uh, 2009, um, quite a bit of life experience going on at the time. I went through a divorce um, with my son's dad, and we went and stayed back at my mother's house. Um, my dad, of course, had already moved out. Um, we went and stayed back at my mother's house for a few months. Um, now, I did have a house, but anyway. So, at 2009, her brother was two? Two. He was two. He was born in 2007. Um, he is, and I still say this to this day, he's an empath. Uh-huh. Um, we were sitting one day, broad daylight. Now, of course, with other people, it's going to happen daylight. Me, it's always, you know. Um, and he keeps looking into the kitchen. So... The house, eventually, my dad converted the garage into a den. So, when you sit in the den, you see the uh, the other living room and the kitchen and the dining room. And Elijah kept looking over in the kitchen. And I'm like, what are you doing? Now, at the time, Elijah had um, uh, behavioral issues. He was a temper fit baby. He mm-hmm. would just literally go into a temper fit. Um for no reason, like For just no straight reason. up anger, blackout, and then not remember it afterwards. Nothing. Oh, that's scary. Be sound asleep, wake up, and have one. That's scary. So, he keeps looking in the kitchen, and Bethany, you know, she's still a teenager, of course. Um, I said, Elijah, what are you doing? He said, I'm watching that little boy in the kitchen. She said, it's time to go, Mom. Yeah, I said, I'd have noked out there Because I should give some people some context. At this time, so if, Elijah, if my brother is two, oh, yeah, and I'm not a, a child. I feel like I should clarify that because my mom said my brother was born in 2007, so y'all are probably thinking I was born in the 2000s. No, I just told them you were born yeah, they in 1994. Yeah, they told you when we were born in 94. Oh, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, because a lot of people think I'm my brother's mom. <laughs> I got that too. There was thirteen years between me yes, and my youngest. There's thirteen brother. years. Yeah, there's thirteen anyway, years. So if my brother's two, that makes me about fifteen, about to be sixteen. So I'm almost sixteen years old. And up to this point, my mom thinks that I have never experienced anything because mm. I kind of did like my granny. Well, I'm gonna have to put my mom somewhere <laughs> soon because this woman is off her rocker. And then when that when my brother had that experience. I had seen a little boy and heard a little boy and all of that jazz. So then I finally start opening up to my mom and telling her all my creepy stories. And then that's when my granny's like, oh, my God, it's happened again. I have two weird women in my family. But, see, Elijah sees them no matter where. So he's like, there's a little boy in the kitchen and I want to go play with him. And I said, no. And we kind of just, I just redirected his mm-hmm. attention. So then one day... Bethany's taking a shower, and I hear her yell, Elijah, stop it. Just stop. I'm like, Elijah's sitting right next to me. She's like, just stop. And I'm like, so I go in there, and I'm like, Bethany, what are you talking about? Now, once again, the phobias of myself. I do clear um, shower curtains mm-hmm. and or glass doors because i've never thought about this and i feel like i'm gonna want to go home and change my shower curtain but continue continue you can't see you can't as an adult now it doesn't bother it doesn't bother Uh, so 
I said, what are you doing? She said, Elijah won't stop messing with the toilet paper roll. He keeps spinning it. And I'm like, honey, your brother's in the living room, and he's been in the living room the entire time. Once again, she's like, Mom, we need to go. And me and Crystal have talked about it. I don't remember. I think it was Robert the Doll. I keep bringing Robert the Doll. Um, shout out, plugging ourselves in if you want to go back and listen to Robert the Doll. I've told Crystal before because, as you guys know, she's never experienced anything herself. Nope. My mom is visual. My brother is all of the above. Me, I've only heard things. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of weird people talk to me, all kinds of extra creepy stuff, but I've never actually physically seen something. But yeah, if you go into your bathroom right now and if you have like kind of a full toilet paper roll, just yeah. smack it really hard over and over and you know that thump, thump, thump sound. I heard that entire time I was taking a shower and you know, I'm a grumpy hormonal teenager. I'm like, dude, this is my five minutes for me to be alone. Please get out of here. Yeah. And even my granny was like, no, Elijah's been sitting in the living room with us the whole time. And I'm like, I'm ready to go home. Like, get me out of here. <laughs> Like, I'm not saying I'm jealous, but I, I think I've told you that the only, I've only had one unexplained thing ever happen in my life, and it's the same thing that's happened twice, so I can't say that it is or isn't anything, but it was literally just, once it happened when my mom was still alive, and my brother was really little, and the other time it probably happened, maybe earlier this year, like, my bed when my mom was still alive in the same bedroom because we moved back into my parents house after my parents died and it's a solid wood heavy bed that my grandfather built for me it's beautiful i love her room and it was it weighs a ton but it was sitting on the floor on on the on the floor obviously and i was laying on top of the bed and I was laying across it, like, long way. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I just felt like the whole bed, like, move. And it weighs a ton. And it freaked me out. And I knew it moved because there was, like, because it was so heavy, there was, like, a tiny scratch mark in my hardwood floor. So I knew it had moved, but it freaked me out. I ran downstairs. My parents had, this is going to make me sound super bougie, but our family room, my dad converted into like a movie theater room mm. with like a it's projector. It's the coolest house on the planet of the earth and she hates it. I do. I do. <laughs> but I'd ask, but sometimes when you would like turn like the stereo system on, the like the base and everything yeah. would shake parts of the house. Well, I had thought that they had just turned on a movie and it like shook my bed and moved it. My mom was like, no, nobody was even, like we're in the living room, we're not. In there, and I'm like, okay, well, like, did a diesel truck drive by and shake the house or something? And like, nothing happened, never could explain it, just chalked it up as being like weird. And then I'd always told people that was a really weird thing that happened until like earlier this year. I really think it was during the whole COVID stuff that I was laying across my new bed, which isn't nearly as heavy, but I was laying across my new bed, same angle, like laying across the bed. And I felt the bed again move. And I don't know if it's my imagination that thought the bed moved. I have no proof that the bed moved. But that is literally the only creepy thing that happened. So I still give myself more doubt than anything else. And I think it's normal to have doubt unless you've actually... You know, where my mom's house is, um, let me explain. Freeport is... Surrounded by Eglin, Eglin Air Force Base, which is landmass-wise one of the biggest Air Force Base, mm-hmm. um, and also Herbert Air Force Base. So we are surrounded by them. 
Hurlbird is where they make the Moab. Mm-hmm. So where my mom's house is, they continuously do test bombing. So I could probably survive an earthquake because mm-hmm. our my house shook all my lot. life. Yeah. Um, and, of course, things like that would make you doubt. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like the stereo coming on and stuff. But, no. No. It, if it's a 150, 200-pound bed, you know, stuff like that's not going to move it. If it's, you know, a chair, that's understandable. You know, you can always debunk stuff like that. But, I mean, stereo was unplugged with no electrical anything, and the the remote, the batteries were removed, and it still came on. So, don't doubt yourself, because everybody has natural doubts. Because, for one thing, you don't want to believe that something is messing with mm-hmm. you. You know what I'm saying? But, they also draw off of stuff like that. So, um, that area is very... So, my dad... When um, he moved out, he bought, eventually bought, and still has a 32-acre farm. Um, beautiful. It's got an old house, like we talked about, where the the uh, owner's wife passed away. Mm-hmm. You can smell her perfume, and sometimes you can smell her cooking, making cookies. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I, would, cookies. I would not mind that. Chocolate mm-hmm. chip cookies, I can confirm. She can come to my house. But that land um, had, uh, I don't know if it was railroad or there was a road that used to cut through there back in the horse and buggy days Mm -hmm. so the land is big and we ride around on um a golf cart because my dad would never buy bethany a four-wheeler because he was like too dangerous (laughs) she'll hurt herself because i flipped them and yeah so when elijah was still i don't know he was probably what three or four he was three or four and we were riding around around because um, there was a turtle that stayed in one spot Aww. by the fence that we always go check on. And we went looking for it. And Elijah's like staring out. You don't remember this? Okay, before my mom gets to this, she's. I want to give some context so you guys don't think this is just like us rambling. We're getting into the part because, as my mom said, my, my granny absolutely, even, you know, she had a daughter that experienced this for years, and then a granddaughter, and now finally a grandson, still didn't believe my papa, I mean, he kind of, but he was like, man, my daughter's just got, like, she's going to write some good books someday. Yeah. He pushes for it constantly. <sighs> what my mom was about to dive into, this is when my papa finally has his first, like, not his experience, but he hears my brother say something, and then it kind of lets him open up to him saying that he's finally had his own experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, So we're riding around, and we're looking for the turtle. Um. And Elijah keeps looking at something. And I'm, we're driving. And he keeps looking. And I'm like, here we go. Elijah, what are you looking at? And I'm like, are you looking for the turtle? Or, you know, I'm like, what are you looking at? He said, now, he's three, so I'm going to be politically incorrect. But I'm watching that Indian run next to us Mm -hmm. following the golf cart. And Bethany's like, go back to the house. Yeah. I mean, he, like, fully <laughs> described it. A white and red headdress. He had no upper shirt on, just, like... And from how he was describing it, it was, like, rawhide pants. Uh-huh. So, like, traditional wear. Now, you got to understand, this is northwest Florida. Almost everything around us is named for Native Americans. Native, it's a lot of Native mm-hmm. American lands, a lot of, you know, tribes and everything. 
So, um, so we went back and told my dad about it. And he's like, yeah, you know what? Uh, his girlfriend, I believe, had, had seen, she had research, but she had seen something that looked like a horse and buggy run through the yard at one Which, home. she's complete opposite of, of my papa. She's very open to everything. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Very. She's a very nature um, person. Yeah, I think very, I remember you telling me about Very her. spiritual. So, yeah, she's had her own experiences, and, you know, she always believed us. Mm-hmm. So, um... As Elijah has gotten older, he is not, because, let me explain, children are very innocent. Um, I don't believe, now I'm going to go a little Christian on y'all, we have our own free will. I believe that children get to a certain age and that kicks in. Mm -hmm. Um, So they can make their own choices, their own decisions, their own beliefs. But I think before that, they're innocent babes. So that is why a lot of spirits target children. Because if you really pay attention, it's people that have stories normally have stories of when they were little. Mm-hmm. They're adolescents. Because they're innocent. Um, so the older he's gotten, he's 12. He'll be 13 in two weeks. Um, he has not seen as much he hears stuff still but his visual is not what it used to be um he doesn't we stayed in a town home the house that we live in now we've been in for almost four years and before that we were in a town home and he swears that there was multiple people in that one he refused Mm -hmm. to go upstairs in a closet again something about closet with my mom um he refused to go upstairs he he wanted to sleep in the living room the, the you know the the bedrooms are upstairs. He never wanted to go up there, ever. Um, he had a big, huge room, and it was perfect. He never wanted to go in it because uh, he said that there was people all up in upstairs. That house had been there since 1980, so about the same time mm-hmm. as Miles, and had never been renovated at all. Mm-hmm. So, but he and he's seen a few things here and there in the house that we're in. Um, I found out. The other day, talking to my neighbor, that the former owners of that house passed away in that house. And then it kind of just went up for auction or whatever. Um, never anything. Which isn't uncommon. I no. mean, most deaths are in your home. So. No. I mean, both of my parents died in our house. Yeah, right. and I, I mean, we're right. not creeping. We're not trying to creep you out. But yeah. more than likely, somebody has passed. Again, yeah. it's an older house. And it's not. Yes, this is, this house built in 1972. It's a wood foundation. Um I don't know if people are really familiar with stuff, but um, the earth, certain areas, do cause stuff to be more prominent. Um, the Stanley Hotel, <laughs> which I want to go to so bad, but Bethany won't go with me. I'll go with you. Is on limestone. I'll go with limestone you. Limestone is a, is a heavy conductor. It's a conductor. So it a lot of that stuff is what you would call residual. Um, I've never dealt with any residual. I'm assuming probably the stuff on the farm was probably residual. Mm -hmm. The Indian probably, excuse me, the Native American probably was not watching us. He was probably just running. Um, but like my butler and my maid, uh, that is not residual. That was nobody's but mine. Um, and at times I don't even like to talk about it because I'm afraid that even as an adult that it would just come back. back. Yes. 
Uh, yes, I've had dreams, but I have not seen them since I became a teenager, and that was not a bad thing for me, honestly. And the funny thing with my brother is, after the hand incident, he started, he's an artist, he's very good, he started drawing all over his walls to kind of cover up the wall. And it's still there to yeah, this day. Yeah, it's still there. Hmm. Um, but there is so, I could just, yeah, I know you guys have looked at paranormal stuff in the area. Florida is teeming with it. You would think Louisiana, Georgia and stuff, but Florida has so much. And a lot of it I've been to. I've drug Bethany to it when she was little. But um, you just got to be kind of careful about, you watch these shows and you watch people like Ghost Adventures and Zach Baggins and, like I said, his name right. I say Baggins. It's Baggins. Yeah, I call it. But, um. You see them instigate. And the mm. problem with that is... And they're dramatic. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, of course they're dramatic. He's always sick and whatever. <laughs> um, I never felt sick. I did feel worried or freaked out. Um, but you don't instigate stuff like that. Because, like I said, oh, yeah. it might not be a spirit. It could be a demon. And I've seen that. I've seen someone possessed and... and that's a scary situation, too. I mean, I was in church all my life, so I've seen That's it. the scariest thing I've ever seen in church in my entire life was seeing someone just straight up, mm-hmm. in my opinion, possessed and screaming and yeah, crawling around on the floor like a I was, deranged person spouting out words that I don't know and cursing and Yes. I don't even know how to describe it. I just see it in my head. And I feel like it's one of those things, like, unless you've seen it, you don't know. That's why, and I I always tell people this, because like I said, now I love horror movies and stuff like that. Um, People always ask me, uh, what movie scares you the most? And it's The Exorcist, because Mm -hmm. it was based on a true story. See, that's And I have seen it. Mm -hmm. I have seen it. I have been, I was, my daddy was a Southern Baptist preacher, but when I got a little bit older, we started going to Assembly of God. So mm-hmm. I grew up in a Pentecostal church. Mm-hmm. I've seen it all. And I, same thing. Mm-hmm. She crawled all over the floor. Uh, she screamed. She cried. She quoted scripture backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my pastor was like, uh, if your faith is not where it needs yep. to be, you need You'll to leave this church. And I walked out. And that's what they told us. They said, if you were, they actually asked women and children, to women to take the children out. Yes. Again, because the children are so young. And they're innocent. And Yes, and they're innocent. And same, if your faith is not, in, if you doubt any part of your faith right now, you need to leave. Yes. And I remember yes. that. Yes, I've, I've, it, she never, it, it didn't, it doesn't work like it does in the movies, everyone. Um don't they don't just spout some scripture and wave a cross around and poof they're fixed um i don't believe this woman ever got rid of hers honest i feel like i blacked out part of the whole situation when i witnessed it because it scared me so much that i kind of my brain just like it was more than i could handle mm-hmm. um because i didn't really kind of come back around to it and like really start putting pieces of what because i was really young to be honest i I was probably maybe a young teenager yeah um and i really didn't put it back together and start thinking about some of the stuff i saw until uh, 
and so I was probably 16 or 17, and we had had a youth prayer night, I guess is what you would call it. And um, a girl was praying, and again, I don't know what kind of spirit this was. I'm assuming it had to be some kind of evil-ish mm -hmm. spirit. Mm -hmm. um, but she was praying and someone happened to go just like check on her because she'd gotten really, really quiet and no one had heard her and it was dark in the sanctuary. And I was on the other side of the pretty large sanctuary and the girl who went and prayed for her said that as soon as she like touched her back to like, she just like laid her hand on her just to like make sure she was okay because she was quiet that she just felt, I don't remember how she said it, but I'm just going to say depressed is the best way that I, because I, the best way I could kind of convey it. And that she felt, and I, I'm, I mean, I'm just describing what we all talked about afterwards because I, again, I was on the other side of the room, but she said she felt like something just like hit her, like just kind of the force hit her, pushed her kind of out of the way and it came in contact with another person because someone was walking in the sanctuary at the time. And when they opened the door, they said they literally felt like someone just shoved them out of the way. It was probably looking for somebody else to attach itself yes. to. And so the reason this, like, we all started talking about it is because as soon as that happened, someone, like, flipped the light on or something and was like, what just happened? Kind of a, everyone stopped. Nobody was just like, which speaks volumes to their faith, which means yes. they, their faith yes. is rock solid yes. because yes. it, it would have taken yes. some kind of hold. And it's not like when people think about it, like it's like actually just full on jumping to your body. It slowly yeah. starts attaching and, and, itself. And I'm, I, since it didn't happen to me, I can't say if everyone was lying, if everyone was right. telling the truth, if someone who's listening doesn't believe in God or spirits or whatever that may seem like fluey to you. And that's right. cool. That's cool. None of that, everything that could have happened could have just been subconscious and everyone's series of coincidences. Yes, it could. But I think it's also very important to look at it with an open mind. Yes. Because if that is truly what happened, that's what happened. And if it's not what happened... And kudos to them because your faith that day basically... Right. Saved you. Saved you. Well, this lady... Um, like I said, I don't, it's just not like in the movies, um, you know, the elders of the church, they prayed and they got everybody out. And the only reason I know the story even more besides witnessing that, that night is, uh, I went to school with her daughters. Mm -hmm. Um, and their dad was one of the well-known families in the town. He was a very healthy man. He was older. But he was a very healthy man. He, he worked and did everything. And a few months after that, uh, he just deteriorated. Mm -hmm. He went from being healthy to in a wheelchair to dead. Wow. Um, and she came back again. And a lot of the talk was, and of course you're going to have gossip. Because let me tell oh, you something. Yeah. Church gossip is the ultimate say, gossip. Yep. Is that what was in her drained him. 
Okay, yeah. It needs energy because the host, it's, a, it's in, I know it's kind of sad. She's still alive. He's not. It needs yeah. something to feed on. Yeah. Um, One daughter got out of the house because she was a little bit older than us. I graduated with one of the daughters. One daughter got out of the house and she's doing okay. The other one had drug issues. Her husband killed himself. It's oh just gosh. a lot of stuff. So, but what made me think is with yours is, is we had these two ladies and I, of course, this was years and years ago, people. So, um, um, we had these two ladies that it was a aunt and a daughter. Now, our aunt and niece. And now, the niece, her father, who had passed away, is, uh, there's parks and stuff named after him mm-hmm. in the, over there. And um, the rumor was, once again, church gossip, that they were witches, practicing mm-hmm. witches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and... If you're not familiar with Pentecostal churches, uh, you have singing, you have sermon, and then you have altar call. You might get there at 1030 in the morning and not leave till 2, 230. Gosh, yes. Because you do altar call and you pray for everybody that might need something. These two always (laughs) stood in the back of everybody else. I've watched one of them cry white tears and they would mumble under their breaths. And um, you would see people just move away from them. Oh. So, feeling it. And there was this one man. Nobody could stand him. He was very uh, New York. He was from New York. And he was very um, gruff. Mm-hmm. But he had, his faith was, I, I would not doubt his faith. Yeah. Um, he walked behind them one time when they were doing that and started praying. And praying the devil out of them. Oh my and gosh. they stopped. And the aunt never come back to church. She passed away. The girl, the lady, she married a man that went to the church and had kids with him, but then he drained him too. It was very weird. And he finally divorced her, and he's like, it was like being in a, a prison, I guess you wow. would say. So, and that man that went behind him and prayed, prayed that he prayed the devil. He, yeah. Um, it was, it was scary. And you see stuff like that. And I'm sitting there thinking, my mama goes to this church. <laughs> she sees all this stuff, but she still don't believe my mother and, and my man. And that's why I said, I feel like spiritualism is like such a big part of seeing spirits and ghosts or hearing stuff like I mean, not only the fact that that kind of stuff is in the Bible, so I it, mean, it, and it, take that for what you all. It, but, the, I'll put a disclaimer. It does kind of make you question your faith, though, because you're like, like, why me? Why literally every day that I go to bed or lay down in my bed, am I, like, being stared at? I'm hearing things. Like, for me, I hear my name over and over and over again, and there's no body. There's been times that I was at that house by myself, which was very rare, because my, mm-hmm. my granny, even up, probably now, I'm 26 years old, she probably doesn't think that I'm allowed to be in a house by myself. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I'm 45, and she calls me three times a day. Plot twist. My mother is a clairvoyant. <sighs> she does not believe in spirits. She doesn't believe in ghosts. She did not. I'm 45 years old. She still does not believe about my butler and me. <sighs> But when my mother calls and tells you not to leave the house because she has a bad feeling, you don't leave we the don't house. Well, I mean, I think things. like I think it all is to me, in my opinion, the same as 
preachers who, like, genuine preachers who have, like, gifts of the Spirit. Yes. Who have, like, discernment or prophecies. I think it's, to me, it's the same thing. They're still, they can still see the same things that if they were to see a ghost or if someone who, you know, has a prophecy over someone or an event, that's just, that's them tapping into something or someone who, um... I think it's just kind of them tapping into the same thing that a non-religious, per se, person would be tapping into. And I know Bethany's faith is not what it used to be. Um, Even being one that was basically had to go to church all my life, you know, Mm -hmm. I, you was Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday, revivals. Oh, gosh. Sounds like my life growing up. It was my life. Um, and when I moved out, I hate to say this, but I have I don't go to church. I haven't been to church. Um, but I have regular conversations with the Lord all the time. Because yes. the Lord does. I am a paranoid with my health. And the Lord has to kind of slap me around and be like, Daniel, it's all right. It's all right. Um, but my pastor growing up, which also happens to be the grandfather of Bethany's dad. <laughs> yeah, when they say uh, preacher's kids are the wildest. Oh, yeah. My daddy was a preacher. They're not kidding. That's my pastor, and that's the only pastor I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, he has gone on to be with the Lord. Um, but the funny thing about this, and, and here we go again. My mother um, still does not believe me about my stuff. <sighs> My pastor um, would have moments, and I don't know how to explain it, but he would, him and, it was Paul and Maul, mm-hmm. um, and he would be a totally different person. Um, when he got older, it got more, and I, I know some people say it's like maybe dementia or stuff like that, but he was... They were, he had a pet name for her, and he had a pet, he had a name, and they were people from back in the 1800s. Oh, wow. And it was just amazing. And and I'm thinking, these people that say there's no spirits or anything, this is a man of God that I, I fully believe his faith. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say he was reincarnated or anything like that, because I personally don't believe in reincarnation. But they genuinely felt... Like, they had been a married couple before. Yes. Oh, my God. And they had names for themselves. And it wouldn't come about all the time. Um, but I just it, got, like... That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because I've heard... I was told this story, too. Because I still, like, to me, he's the only pastor I've truly had in my life. Mm-hmm. And they would tell stories to, like, all of us grandkids. And they, like would tell us, like, things they would do in this past life. They would go fishing. Wow. Like, things they did, like, in the current, this was back in the or late 90s, early 2000s, they would try to do everything now of what they remembered in this life that they shared before. He went first. Um, uh, Ma I do have goosebumps. Ma hasn't been gone that long, but he went first. And I I wasn't around much um, because I, I got married and... Or I stopped going to church, and, and then they had moved to a different church or whatever. But um, I think that when he was getting closer to 
the end, he was calling her more of that. I, I can't remember the... It was like he was... Rem- like, so a lot of people say it's dementia, and I do on- truly believe he did. But who's to say that when the elderly do go into a dementia or Alzheimer's state, that they are remembering things? And it got to, because I remember this. I remember it clear because I was a little bit older. He just strictly was calling her this other name, and she was, like, I think out of love just going with it and would call him this other name. And he would, like tell them like letters he used to write her oh my gosh. and how many kids they have and he even got to the point where he was describing what they look like and see that would conf- that, that confuses me because i know this man's faith and i know i know this man because mm-hmm. this man is like the what you were talking about he's just one of those that when he would tell you something that the lord told him mm-hmm. you knew no yeah. questions doubt like it could yeah. be the most outlandish thing but you just knew if he said, Danielle, go run up and down them stairs 50 times, you can do it, I would do it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, so th- that confuses me. And until th- and to this day, it still confuses me because I don't believe in reincarnation. Yeah. So. I do. It made I, me, it I'm made open me, to it. It may, I mean, I'll be honest, it made me. Because even after he passed, I could feel him in the house mm-hmm. when I occasionally go and visit. It's just... Um, he was still there and was like waiting for this third life or who's to say it was the third it could have been more oh know. yeah it's just and he was uh with faith in that area too so he's always been a he was <laughs> zach reminds me a lot of him because he could leave the house with an onion and come back with a car he was <sighs> just that and he would go and get a truck full of produce and give it away Aww. Just give it away. And, and anything, he'd give it away. And Ma would be like, we need some at the house, too, you know? <laughs> That's just the way he was. But it's just... Um, so, Natural Bridge is an area up from where I grew up. And Crystal very much wants to go here because I've mentioned it a lot. And yes. I keep telling her that if you research it, it's one of those things that if you research it, it won't let you research it. Nothing no. will come up. So, when Bethany was... I don't know, four, five, six. Um, you've got to think I was still in my early 20s. So you got early 20-year-olds hanging out at the house, nothing much to do. There's nothing to do when you live in the country but go mudding or whatever. Or as we did when I was in my early 20s, we went ghost hunting all yes. around Shreveport. Okay, this is what, <laughs> you know, and especially if one or two of had a drink or two. Hey, let's all get in uh-huh. there. So, um, I was the grown-up with the house, and what we would do is all the kids would come to my house. One person would stay with the children at my house. We would load up in my car, which had a sunroof, and we would drive. So, Natural Bridge is up in the country. It's called Natural Bridge because basically it's just, it's a, there's a creek that goes under it, and it's not a bridge. It's just a natural um, like overpass. Yeah, overpass. Um, and the stories behind the actual natural bridge is that a little boy was swimming with his family. And, you know, you always have the stories. Yep. You always have the urban legends. You always have all this stuff. Um, little boy was swimming and got pulled under because there's a natural culvert there and drowned. And the story is that you could pull up, and it's like all urban legends honk the horn, flashlights, yeah. or whatever, and he would come out. But that was never 
we tried that a few times and laughed. Hee hee, that's funny. And never saw anything. But when you go up the road and go down this little trail, little road, there's Natural Bridge Cemetery. Um, it's fenced in, but you can open the gate and go in. All the graves face normal, except for one. Faces separate from everybody. And if you're not familiar with that, um, Back in, in the olden days, it, it is, uh, what I have researched is, that is a unholy ground. Mm-hmm. It's an unholy grave, basically. You, they were buried separate from everybody else Things because they're unholy. like Salem Witch Trials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's not houses around there. I think there's one house. It's an old man. He gets mad if you, this is 20 years ago. If you go up there. Um, but people have been chased by dogs that are not dogs. Oh. Um, like not like. Have been. Apparition. Slapped and, and tripped. And now you've got about five or six. There was about five or six of us pulling up um, to this. And we're all hee hee ha ha. It's funny. It's all funny. And um, we get there. Now my car is a good running car. Everything works. It's all electric. We go to get out. Car's locked. It locks itself. We unlock it because we're dumb. We're just like, we're still going to go. We get It's a couple of girls, a couple of guys. We're just being goofy. We're bored. It's Saturday night. The kids are with somebody at the house, you know. It locks. We have to unlock it to get out. We get out. Um... The boys, of course, are going to be macho. Because boys are always mm-hmm. macho when it comes to ghost adventure. Not Tyler. Not Tyler. Not my <laughs> husband. Absolutely not my Sorry, husband. Sorry, Tyler. I know you're going to listen to this. <laughs> um, He'll be okay. He knows. He, he is, like, the biggest scaredy cat. So we... And I'm, I'm going into this having grown up with a butler and a maid. So... Um, which none of them knew. Because I did not tell my experiences. So... The boys go first. We go into, uh, we get through the gate. This girl's, one of the girls, her hair gets pulled. Oh. She's done. She said, I'm going to the car. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Same. She said, I'm going to the car. I said, okay. Well, it's unlocked. Because I, I had the keys. And she's like, no, it's not. It's locked. Click, click. Click, click. I had to physically walk over there, unlock the door, open it, and let her in. Which you could debunk. I mean, clickers go out, and this is the But also, if my hair just got pulled, I would not want you to sit alone in a in car. A car. Well, that, she yeah. did, though. So, we went on in. Um, it was all old graves. There's no new ones. There was one that had... Now, this is Florida, so they're buried in the ground. Uh-huh. Not like New Orleans or anywhere. There was one that had a mausoleum, and you could walk into it. Um, and people had gone, you know, that's the reason that they don't want people to go to, to old places like this because they hear the stories, they go and then they desecrate stuff. Mm-hmm. So the boys are walking around trying to act macho and everything and then they hear the dog start barking. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's a house, you can see a light and it's the old man. You can see the light from far off. I said, it's just... It's probably his dogs, you know, because of all these kids that like come up here, you know. And um, the boy's like, yeah, you're probably right. More barking. Closer. I said, well, boys, if uh, this is dogs and they're coming towards us, they're probably going to bite us. So we start to head back. The gate slams. Oh. Um, 
we have to open it, and it slams again before everybody can get through. So the girl, she starts honking my horn, and she's like, we need to go. Yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> she's like, I see something. Um, they say that there's a mist that comes over that graveyard, too. She's like, I saw something in the back of the cemetery. Y'all need to come home. So by now, we're all kind of starting to get a little concerned. Um, so we get to the car. Car won't start. Sunroof opens up by itself. Car won't start. Boys go out, look at it. I've never had any issues with this car. Hashtag it was a Peugeot, if anybody knows what those are. Um, she's hashtag. Wow. <laughs> 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 Anyways, carry on. We finally get it to start, um, and we're leaving. Uh, there is. At this graveyard, there was a hanging tree that they cut down. Uh, there was, there used to be an old church there. There was only steps left. We stopped, like the goofballs that we are. Let's walk up these steps. Boy got shoved off of them. Oh. We got back in the car and we started driving. Now, it's a little dirt road. I'm in not a truck. And when you go down this trail, there's a tree that literally has one of those demon faces in it. You know, the trees that you can see the stuff in the... Yeah, it's got a demon face. That's how you know you're getting close to the cemetery. Delightful. Sounds like so much fun. That your mile marker is a demon face in a tree. <laughs> so, um, now this girl that got her hair pulled and went and got in the car, she will only keep saying that she saw something. She saw something. She wouldn't say what it was. We get back down to the road and the car goes dead it's pitch black you got to think this is like 99 2000 we ain't got cell phones <laughs> if y'all can see my face right now and it's like way outside of town like it's you go i know out of this a long time ago like, like 30 40 miles from anybody except for the creepy old man that hates everybody so one of the boys is like, it's going to be fine. Car starts back up. He's like, I'm going to climb up through the sunroof and surf. I don't know if y'all know what that was I do back know in what the that day. Is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is like the opening of a horror movie. Yes. So he gets up there and he's out. doing, I haven't talked to that guy and since it's, I saw him a few months after this and I've never heard from him again. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> She's going to look him up on Facebook. Anyways. He's surfing. The car starts. We start going now. It's dirt roads, and it's a car, people. It's not a truck. Um, it just goes dead again. And he, the car didn't just go dead. It stopped in the middle of the road. And he slid all the way down to, to the hood because it just stopped. I said, get in the car. Because um, even when you run out of gas, because you, you, you still roll to You can't stop. really debunk that. I mean, I know there's some people that are going to try to, but even like when you run out of gas, we've all at some point ran out of gas. Um, unless you're a lot more responsible. <laughs> it goes, it rolls for mm -hmm. a little bit before it goes this to a stop. Stopped. This stopped, and he slid all the way to the hood. I made him get back inside. I got it started again, and once we passed Natural Bridge, Bridge we were fine. And it wasn't until we got back to my house that the girl that got her hair pulled told us that she saw three dogs running through that cemetery headed for those boys. No, ma'am. 
but we used to go up there all the time. We went through all that, and we still went back up there. Mm-hmm. But the other times that we went up there, we didn't see nothing. Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Nada. Nope. It's a typical uh, Friday night. There is also an old school that was right by there, too, that burnt down. Some kids, I think, passed away in there. You walk up those steps, and, and one of the boys walked up those steps and got pushed down. I'm talking like six steps. Oh, he got pushed down, too. So He was just a glutton for it. Right. Okay. Oh, that was... I don't know what to go from here. We've We've talked about butlers and maids. We've talked about creepy things in closets. Creepy radios. We took a detour to religion and talked about demons. Oh my god! I just got I've I got chills. So on my way to leave to go get you, uh huh. I'm fl- I'm flip flopping, you know, true Floridian. Even though we live in Louisiana now, it's like fifty degrees outside, and I still have flip flops on. I'm flip flopping to my car, and I hear like like a dog walking behind me. You know how, like, you can hear, like, because mm-hmm. it's gravel, all four paws? And I thought, okay, well, my neighbors have their dogs out. No dogs are out on my street. And now that, like, just creeped me out because I just didn't think of it anything earlier. Mm-hmm. Now, now we just get, talked about Now you get story. to be creeped out for the rest of the night. And now I get to be creeped out when I walk out to my car. I get to, because we're at my home, so I get to stay in the safety of my home. And I'll have to, I I'll have to walk Crystal out to her car. Don't be creeped out because, plot twist, your grandma's guardian angel was a dog. Yeah, so. Hello. The one well, that didn't believe in. Welcome uh, to our family. And we're just bringing Crystal into it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm here for it because, again, I don't see creepy stuff or I don't think I see creepy stuff. All I know is if I saw something in my house as much as I want to see it, I don't think it would be a very good idea because I don't think I would want to stay in my house very much longer. It's all I think, you can think of. I think it's a blessing if you haven't had an experience. Yes. Oh, well, I also, I mean, I think I say that I want to see something, but I think I'd also be too afraid to think that if I did see or hear something, that it would be one of my parents and that would freak me out even more almost or make me way too emotional for that. So, I guess... I'll just put it this way. Like I already said before, it, it it's a burden because you can't go to a simple sleepover because I go to a simple sleepover at my best friend's house and I tell her that the doll, her dolls are talking to me just like the dolls in my mom's room talk to me. So, you're just... You're always the weird kid <laughs> in every You're that group. weird kid. Okay. I just had to have a butler and a maid. Well, I'll... I mean... I'll be thankful... I don't see these things. Mm-hmm. I can listen to other people's stories. I can believe other people's stories. And y'all can just be the weirdos. And now we're hearing random noises around the house. So, Proceed. You know, we'll it's think, cool. Uh, we'll think about it later. It is what it is. Um, so, thank you, Danielle, for sharing your stories. <laughs> Absolutely. And we uh, made it like an hour and a half. And you were like, I don't even have ten uh-huh. minutes worth of talking. So, I mean. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> and I didn't even get into half the stuff that's yeah. happening around yeah. where I So, we... next time you come down, yeah. we're just going to have to make this a regular thing. Episode two. So, start mm. thinking now what you want to talk about for next time. Um, but for everyone out there listening, next week we are going to be doing something a little bit different. Um, our episode is not on, will not be on, um, 
iTunes or Spotify, but we're actually going to be taking our conspiracy theory to, I guess, the online streaming world, I guess you want to call we're it. Gonna give, we're going to give Twitch a try. Yeah, so we're going to do a live, I guess, broadcast, podcasting thing, yeah. just talking about our conspiracy theory of the week. Um, that way, if people can participate with us, you can Cause it's feed a, off of us. It's and, a big topic. So, I think we'll have fun. Um, Bethany already streams pretty regularly. My husband does too, but I also have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to Twitch. So, <laughs> I'll just be sitting there very awkward, <laughs> and Bethany will probably just be in her natural habitat. So, it is what it is. But, thank you guys for listening. As always, if you have any questions or feedback, send it to us. But if it's negative, we're probably going to make fun of you. So be (laughs) warned with that. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day or drive or whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to this. And thanks for tuning in. Bye, guys.